genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from Shortbox, the once weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here, as I always am, with the other voices on this show, Sean Petit. Hello, everybody. Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Wright. hey As a reminder, I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read last week's books yet, we're going we're gonna to ruin them for you. Our top story today is Moon Knight Number 1 by Jed McKay, Alessandro Capuccio, and Rochelle Rosenberg. So, hey. Hi. Hello. <laughs> I'm still trying out new intros, and none of them feel right. No. I, yeah, you got to go back to I haven't to, found it yet. I don't even remember what you used to say. What up? <laughs> yeah, just go back to that. <laughs> that feels way more natural. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's going to spice it up. We've been doing this for like 80 episodes. I don't know. I just want to do something different for the people that are still with us. <laughs> and anyone new. Yeah, I've been... Uh, I've been I've been mentioning the show a lot on TMNT Minute lately, so I'm hope I'm hoping some we've got some new ears on. Welcome TMNT Minute listeners. As we don't yeah. talk about TMNT this week, don't worry it it comes up once a month like clockwork. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't listen to the show around your kids. We say naughty words on this one. Just, yeah, uh, just to throw that out it's there. It's kind once of our specialty. Or you yeah. can listen around your kids if your kids are cool. Yeah, <laughs> and old enough. No, just cool. it's up to you. Just cool. You're, just We're not telling you how to raise your child. <laughs> kids, uh, get your get your parents' permission before ever visiting the internet for any reason. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Is that our weekly disclaimer? Do we do we? Yeah, have I think we covered. I don't everything. think we've ever had a weekly disclaimer about cursing, but uh, we should. <laughs> I mean, we, they, there's that little e next to our. Next yeah, we to used our, to not. We used to not do it. And then yeah, that, Adam that set did us free. not last for very long. I don't. <laughs> it turns out that was a just a bad idea. Yeah. You know, yeah. You limit my my ability to emote if you take. I away. only know eight words, and it, four of them are curse words. It was fun at first because like we had to be extra creative of, of tiptoeing around it, and then it just became like there was entire books we couldn't mm-hmm. talk about. Yeah, I just couldn't talk about money shot at all. We're like scumbag. Like not that we're talking about that book much anymore. But, but you couldn't. Even if you wanted to. Yeah, don't, yeah. don't talk about that book. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Now we can talk about whatever we want. You know. <laughs> we say that like this is new. This happened like... Months ago. 60 episodes <laughs> it ago. It happened before the pandemic. <laughs> it happened in the before before. <laughs> but this is episode 81. We, we, didn't, we didn't celebrate 80 episodes. Um, Who celebrates eighty anything? Yeah, was, what was, is that? The the the, gold, the golden anniversary. Eightieth birthdays are celebrated. You should celebrate. Okay, an 80th but birthday. that's but I meant like milestone anniversary. I got eighty baseball cards. 80. Let's fucking do this. <laughs> I just drank eighty beers. I think that's a reason to celebrate. Oh, die! Nice. To go to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. What do you, you wait, box? No, I, I can't drink eighty beers <laughs> anymore. Anymore. <laughs> Wade Bob and Andre the Giant. (laughs) (laughs) From the first time you did it? (laughs) Exactly. Oh my god. I probably have 80 fish, 80 pet fish. Oh my god. At least, that's, honestly. That's too, that's too many. But they're I, so small. They're, that yeah, exactly. definitely qualifies as an aquarium. <laughs> Come to my South Philly Aquarium. <laughs> you could charge admission. Lots of attractions. Point. South Philly Aquarium and Terrarium Exhibit. <laughs> 
also with a petting zoo and uh and and greenhouse <laughs> you're like a full you're, you're Man, like you're that's a, a good, hell of a ticket that's a side hustle my friend that's a good you're, ticket you're, yeah. you're an aquaritarium at this point <laughs> i'm sure you'll draw a huge crowd i'm, I'm gonna get a, a telescope and be an aquaritarium playerarium <laughs> yeah. I love it. This has gone too far. The great far. fish in the sky. <laughs> or has it not gone too far enough? I don't think it has. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. Uh, I mean, this. So this did whole... we already say how was everybody's week yet? Did we get to this? No, we didn't do we that. We didn't. No. Um, I was going to been... answer your question, though. Um, Casey was ahead of you. She read your mind. I was about to get there. And, like, it, this, this, how, like, manic we are right now just really is perfectly on trend for the entire last week, like, leading up to this full moon has been bonkers as fuck, y'all. Like, yeah, I've been really chilling. Uh, I, every, like, I mean this lovingly for some people. For some people, I do not. Um, every single customer that has walked in the store has been, like, batshit bonkers. Like, they have just lost their crackers. It has just been well. That would be upset too. <laughs> yeah, I hate when I lose what my crackers. I wouldn't eat them fucking crackers. <laughs> Not to alienate, you know, all of our listeners. If you're a <laughs> shopper at Brave New World, this would that we're sure it wasn't you. Yeah, you no, no, yeah, no, that's what, it. lovingly. I mean it lovingly for those people because you know we are the weirdos. Like that's I like that yeah. that level of weirdo is fine. But like for example, eleven fifteen Wednesday morning, fifteen minutes after opening. Dude walks in the door, cradling like a like a little boor, newborn babe, cradling a paper mache Yoda that he clearly <laughs> made himself, and had like a big cardboard sign with a bunch of handwritten Star Wars shit on it. It looked like a crazy board that he that was like portable. Um, cool. We did not acknowledge it, and he did not <laughs> ask us to, and we j- he just walked around the store and then left, and it was just like. Well, that's that's how today is gonna go, huh? This, this is just this is just a paper mache yo today. That's that's where we're at. Hey man, <laughs> it's good words to live by. You know, yeah, and like they, I'm not trying to mean, I'm not trying to yuck his nice. yum. If you want to walk around with your paper mache yoda, but like, God, maybe maybe keep your yum out of other people's personal space <laughs> and out of you know like a very small comic book store in a highly populated area. <laughs> Maybe take your yum somewhere else. Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe. I thought we. I thought. I thought we retired that. That made <laughs> you, me sad. You keep trying to retire. I brought it back. I, I. I ventured out into the city for the first time in way too long because it. It was way too overstimulating. And Casey and I were just talking about this before we started recording. I learned that I think I'm physically incapable of being less than six feet away from someone. Um. Yeah. And. That's the fear Sir? that I had when, when, like, COVID was happening actively, like, more so. When it was, like, we were in yeah. the shit. I was like, oh, God, I'm never going to be able to, you know, do that. And then, like, I just never stopped working. Uh, so my brain is like, okay, it's still not great. Still don't think I ever want to go to a show. Like, there's, like, certain things I don't <laughs> think I could ever do again. But, like, yeah, you're, act- you're broken in the way I thought I was going to be broken. I am. I am broken there was just but like driving in the city for the first time in a year and a half like mm. yeah that wasn't fun at all um love driving in the city it was it was fun to have like a thing to do and accomplish <laughs> sure. that was like are... somewhere else look yeah. we did a and, thing <laughs> yeah like we we made it and we did it and yeah and you failed to buy a spinner rack from me i did but you know uh, there will be a second attempt and there you go I might be in one of those diving suits, though, from, with the big bell. Oh, you can be top. a Scooby Doo villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
That's amazing. Yeah, th- that, that'll that just be another Wednesday morning is Adam walking in in a fucking scuba suit. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? <laughs> well, <laughs> this all tracks. You don't need to be near people to talk about comics. That's true. That's why we have a podcast. Yeah. RJ, are you attempting to steer us into comic territory? I mean, I don't know. I threw it out there. <laughs> what, have you, what have you guys want? I feel like it's a fruitless effort every time. Well, you know, we're under 10 minutes, so I feel like like what, yeah, we got at least what a minutes. failed effort of an intro. Uh, I feel I feel like we go like, "Oh, how was everybody's week?" and then somewhere off in the distance you can hear RJ actually say, "Uh, oh, who cares?" <laughs> oh my god, who cares? We've all had the exact totally same week for the past that. 16 months. <laughs> I totally haven't done that before. My week <laughs> out loud. My weeks Never. are just the same for the last like 4. It's I work all week. Uh, I go bowling on the weekend and then I watch a new episode of something this week just happened to be Ted Lasso, and that's pretty much. Oh, that's is there a new Ted Lasso? Fuck yeah! Oh Season man, I'm, gonna, was I'm, I'm out, guys. I quit. I don't want to be Dude. on the show anymore. I'm going to watch Ted Lasso. <laughs> Doesn't skip a beat. It's so good. <laughs> no, that's our that's our podcast recommendation. You didn't ask for this week, Ted, yeah. Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. Go, go get it. you some Lasso. All right. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah. Let's actually speaking do speaking of recommendations. <laughs> speaking of week. guys with mustaches. What? No, I don't know. I don't know if he's ever had a mustache. Uh, I thought you were making a Henry Cavill in, in Justice League joke. I was. Yeah, I was going to say nailed he did, it. but they digitally removed it. I nailed it. That's oh, what, exactly what I meant. So, a couple disclaimers before we get into my book. Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> no, they're good. Um, so, within the last year, Grant Morrison came out as non-binary, and my first reaction was like, no shit. We been new. Um, <laughs> they were not binary before there was a word for it. Um, but they also like their their pronouns are now they them. Uh, I'm going to do my best to remember that. But being that he they see here we, here we go. Um, yeah, being that they are a writer I've been reading for 20 years, it's it's I'm it's going to be hard to switch my brain off. Um, yeah, it's difficult. I, but I also realized like I kind of have a little bit more empathy for my mom because I was I have lots of non-binary friends and I um. Like, I explained to her, like, their pronoun preferences and, like, kind of, like, why to the best of that I could explain for them, you know? And um, she just doesn't fucking get it. Like, every time I'm talking about my buddy, uh, she's like, oh, did, did, did uh, he bring his wife? And I'm like, you stop. Like, because like, <laughs> she thinks it's two people. Um, but, oh. yeah. But, like, I, I, because I've never personally hung out with Grant Morrison, it's hard for me to use the pronouns in a in a sentence that would like reflect you know what i mean like it's like when i yeah. when i'm referring to my friend in the third person they're like hey, yeah the, the gentle reminder every once in a while and then you then you get used to it and you then it's there forever but like yeah with grant i just keep slipping up constantly so if i do i apologize sincerely and i will try to catch myself but we uh, will have we'll start another swear jar. If you're listening, Grandpa, yeah. I think there's just a general swear yeah, jar. Yeah, oh, there's a misgendering jar for sure. Yeah. Um, and that that goes. It's all for- it's all the same jar. It's the don't jar. <laughs> just don't, um, just don't dead name. Don't uh, don't you misgender. Done, you done fucked up jar. <laughs> yeah, the the don't the don't jar. <laughs> you disrespected our you friends. You don't talk too good, jar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so so y'all y'all keep me uh, on my toes with with Grant's pronouns. Um. But the other disclaimer about this this book, uh, which is Superman and the Authority number one, it's only half about Superman and the Authority number one. It is also half about 
uh, one of the most classic issues of of Superman of all time, uh, Action Comics seven seventy five. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. makes a big difference. Yeah, exactly. If you read that. So, <laughs> so me and RJ were were clued in on um, this issue of, of Superman and the Authority being a reference to Action seven seventy five. We made Sean read it, and Adam chose not to. So this is the breakdown in which <laughs> I explain it to Adam. Um, there's there's a, a level of understanding of this on a sliding scale. And since I read it recently, I should be able to help with yeah, the summary a little bit. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, just for for recap of seven seventy five, um, it's a it's a pretty good self contained one shot where um this new superhero team called the Elite show up and start just killing terrorists. Superhero team is an interesting way to well, describe no, they, them. They, that's how they described. That's how the media described them, and they kind of they're vigilantes. So they like are taking care of supervillains and terrorists by killing them violently, or like not caring about whatever collateral damage happens around them. Um, yes. So Superman and reporter Clark Kent are very upset about this whole situation. And, um, yep. Yeah. He, uh, those Super- guys. yeah, exactly. Those yeah, two separate people. Um, and Superman goes to confront this team. The, like, uh, the next, like massive the next time that they're, they, they show up. Yeah. Basically. There's like a terrorist yeah. attack in like Tokyo and they, and they show up. And so he shows up to confront them as well as, you know, the terrorists that are, that are attacking Tokyo. And, um, he finds out that it's Manchester Black and his team, um, who has up until that dope. point, <laughs> up until that point, Manchester Black uh, was was mostly just like a vigilante, but now he has taken the turn to being like like very vicious. And he, the way they write Manchester Black in this issue especially is very like you don't want to kind of agree with him, but you're kind of on this like. Yeah, dude. Like Superman ain't cutting it anymore. Like we gotta, we gotta do what we have to do. Some, you know, you're just gonna put lock them up, and they're gonna get out again, and we just gonna keep playing this game, or we could just like handle it. But since I'm reading another Morrison book right now, he gives off very strong King Mob vibes. Oh yeah, very strong King very Mob. Very strong King Mob. Very vibes. strong um, Spider Jerusalem vibes as well from Transmet. Yeah. Like that. It's just that a good melding of the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely yeah. just that guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> But like a, even somehow more narcissistic than Spider and King Mob, so like that's that's also, saying but, a lot. You know, also super powered. <laughs> yeah, 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 um, yeah. And he's got he's got a uh, telepathy and telekinesis, and everyone on this like team, at an insane degree, which yeah, is really cool. Yeah, everyone on this team is like god tier level. Like they can just fuck you up in an like instant, like on a molecular level. Level like yeah, it's, it's, yeah. They they do damage severe and yeah. Um. So essentially, like, as they're having this confrontation and Superman's like, we can't do this. Like, this isn't okay. Um, He, like, hits one of them to, like, prevent him from, like, you know, collateral damaging, like, murdering a bunch of people, including the terrorists. And um, they're like, all right, uh, it's on now, bro. So they, like, challenge him to a fight the next day and they go to, like, Jupiter's moon Io. Yeah, we're going to meet at the flagpole at three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jupiter's moon Io. Well, they were going to meet, like, in, like, Metropolis or something and Superman's like, can, Superman's we, like, can no. we not? Like, can we not do yeah. this here? Like, yeah. And so, but they bring a bunch of cameras with them because, of course, they do because it's it's uh, Manchester Black. And, um, and as yeah, a well, I have a big Dragon Ball Z fight on Jupiter's moon Io if you're not going to get sweet shots of it. Yeah, they always right? go, yeah. And, and if you're going to do a dbz fight you always go to the remote location first that's just common courtesy (laughs) um so yeah so they uh you know whip the shit out of superman for a little while and he finally (laughs) just fucking snaps like he has a full-blown like you know what 
You're right. I was trying to. I was gonna try to be nice. I was gonna try to be the bigger man. But you're right. Sometimes you just gotta fucking. You just gotta do it. And he just starts murdering each of the the members of the elite, like in very specific ways. In in very like. Oh yeah, no. I threw that guy into the sun. Um. Oh yeah, this guy that's impervious to damage. I um. I I, I hit him with five hundred mile an hour I winds. A, I created a vacuum. He created so a he, vacuum uh, yeah. with wind so that like his lungs collapse and like. So he made him pervious to damage. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. uh, <laughs> um. Yeah. It, it's it screams of Tower of Babel like that kind of like moment where it's just like oh he just like he, he's done he knew how to destroy all of you in a heartbeat and was choosing not to um. Mm-hmm. And it finally, he gets to Manchester Black and like just kind of looks at him with his heat ray for a second, and then Manchester Black's like, "Ooh, you're gonna you're gonna burn me with your heat ray," and he's like, "Wait, what? Wait, like what'd you? What did you? Oh God!" And he used the heat ray to um, pinpoint uh, the the growth in his brain using his X ray vision, mm-hmm. and and gave him like a micro lobotomy to like get rid of his powers. Yeah, his powers were gone. Yeah, he just he just gave him proton therapy with his eyeballs. <laughs> Yes. Although, all, and all things considered, I think getting thrown into the sun is a pretty dope way to die. If yeah, you're gonna die, cla- that's a pretty. That's a, that's a that's a great way to go as a villain. Pretty sick for one. sure. Yeah. Just yeah. getting yeeted into the sun. <laughs> yeah. It's a good one. Yep. Um. So then. So then. Um. Uh. Chester, as Superman calls him, has a has a little diaper baby shit fit. Um. Mm-hmm. It's like legitimately starts crying. He's like, but you're not supposed to be like us. You're the. <laughs> and uh and well he also just killed his whole team too so he's yeah he's he's, he's, he's a little upset he's he's, he's yeah, having a moment and he's like yeah. yeah but like you were supposed to be better than all of us and like you weren't supposed to do it the way that we do and it's not fair and uh superman lets him have this whole shit fit and then uh he's like oh yeah your teammates they're over there they're just unconscious your powers uh i just gave you a concussion like i just I gave you a micro concussion. Your yeah. powers will come back. But, uh, you know, isn't it nice to not be, uh, you know, judge, jury, and executioner and be have everything that you've ever cared about taken away in an instant? And he's like, oh. And Manchester Black vows to, uh, until the day he dies, uh, be Superman's mortal fucking enemy. And Superman says, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um. <laughs> because dreams give him something to fight for. Yeah. So even with that, Superman's like, good. I'm glad you have something to work for. And like, also that you're alive to do it. Fucking like, Superman, man. Yeah. This is a great Superman issue, yeah. obviously. It's it's it just embodies the like like impenetrable optimism. Like, yeah, yeah, the like, symbol of hope. Yeah, and the fact that yeah. Superman is like a, a god tier, like horrific <laughs> like his powers are so intense he could just kill everyone at any moment and like right, right. he chooses to be kind to everyone including the people that want him and his family and everyone yeah, want alive to do dead. harm to him yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah i've seen superman 3 i know what a world would be like with a <laughs> dick superman <laughs> superman 3 huh that's the one you're gonna go with yeah, that's what like they they tried to make kryptonite, but they got like one ingredient of kryptonite wrong, oh. and it didn't take away his powers. It just made him an asshole. <laughs> I thought that was, I thought you were just doing a Dean Cain slam. No, okay. no Dean Cain. <laughs> that's punching way down. I'm not. I'm not going to do that here. I mean, you could also go with like all the times that's happened in the comics, though. <laughs> that's, yeah, like Earth Two, um, another great Morrison book. Um, anywho. So, that brings us now to the comic that actually came out last week, which is Superman and the Authority, number one. Opens with, uh, in November 1963, and it's, uh, 
Superman talking to who, John who F. Else, Kennedy. Who else helped make this book? Oh, oh my God! I'm so sorry. I, it's just, it's just great. That's the only person that matters. Um, wow, that's, I'm just kidding. No, the art we, is gorgeous. Right, um, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! And we did it. Now I feel so bad. Um, that didn't take long. So it is Grant Morrison, along with the incredible Michael Jannon and Jordy Belair. Incomparable. Belair. Incomparable Michael Jannon and Jordy Belair. Yeah, no, they, Jordy they, Bell's Jilly Brella, uh, <laughs> Jordy <laughs> Belair's colors on this are phenomenal. Oh, honestly, yeah. yeah like, and and Michael Jannon is is incredible at everything he does. But like, holy shit, yeah, this is just such a pretty fucking. Book. It's a very good looking book. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. So. It opens with Superman hanging out with John F. Kennedy, aka Jack Kennedy, as he hanging out. I love how you phrase that. They're hanging so out, great. they're legitimately just like, "What's up, bud?" He How's told him to call him Jack. Yeah, that's, that's hanging that's, out. That's hanging out. Good point. That's and a good they're, point. They're hanging out in November 1963, and he's just like, "Hey, I, I need a favor of you, Soups." And Soups is like, "Oh, you need me to protect you in Dallas?" And he's like, "No, no, no, I'll be fine in Dallas." So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ten moments right before disaster. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, he basically makes him promise. He's like, you know, people like you, like, like you're the ones who who will like uphold, like you know the the things that that need to be right in the world. So like he wants you- JFK to like lead, but he wants human to lead the way and bring him into a new age but asking superman can you just keep an eye on us yeah can <laughs> just you just make sure that we stay safe <laughs> yeah can you just like uh you know make sure that we we're holding up to the best that we can be you know like yeah. that sort of thing and um, have a th- better this, yeah and have a better world yeah this made me think of something so like is superman canonically like a hundred years old if he was boys with jfk oh well i mean i think canonically he arrived in 1939 so he's just like Wolverine, and he's been alive. Is I Lois mean, also like a hundred years old? Well, that that is a good question. But uh, <laughs> it, I mean, we'll get to it in this issue. He is losing his power, so mm. he is starting to become uh, an, an older man. Um, so you know, but yeah. So for whatever time period he's from, uh, <laughs> 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 he, he, he's hanging out with JFK and. Uh, I also really love that, like, JFK says, we're, we're going to put a man on Mars by the end of the 60s. And, like, just because superheroes exist, like, the space race is that much farther along. And yeah. the whole reason Superman wasn't there to protect him in Dallas is because he was, like, watching astronauts do, like, a triathlon on Mars. <laughs> They're, like, jumping hurdles for some reason, well, and I love it. it well, it's on the moon. On the moon. Did I say Mars? No, but yeah. he does say I want he does say to put on Mars, but on I think Mars. that reel is from yeah, the no, moon. it's it's yeah. from the moon for sure. Yeah, yeah. like they're already yeah. on the moon and they're like doing like yeah. hurdles. Yeah, and he's, like, Wait, he's so, like he's like clapping them on. It's great. It, so if if Superman decided to help NASA, NASA wouldn't even really need to build rockets, would they? He could just give them a lift or throw them into I mean, the. Well, the hardest part do that every time. The <laughs> hardest part about that is the getting it off of Earth. So he would be. Very helpful in that regard. Yeah. <laughs> Just hey, do you mind throwing this capsule into space? You can space? make the rockets half the weight, and they could actually go t- probably twice as far. Yeah, and then, like, and then like once once we're done up here, we'll just call you and you can come bring us. Yeah, back. can you just turn the rocket around and just kind of push it in a direction? Just flick it. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, so it uh, and jumps- just safely place us. That's down how you know Superman has terrible aim. He just like accidentally <laughs> kills all of them. He throws them into a hospital by accident. <laughs> <laughs> he should have tested his aim beforehand. <laughs> Just because he can throw really far doesn't mean he can throw well. That's true. That's Sorry, a good point. Anyway. Yeah, that is very true. 
Um, so cut to present day. Uh, Manchester Black is just hungover and uh, getting uh, SWAT team raided on his apartment in South London. Like a low-rent um, Constantine. <laughs> yeah, seriously, uh-huh. like a low-rent Constantine. And um, as that's happening, he he just like, even though all the soldiers have like psi helmets, he just Dude, manages get- to... He... he, he, he um, uh, War of the Worlds them. They just you see get a war- look into his power set pretty they just, early on. They all just get War of the worlds Like, they all see, like, <sighs> like, like War of the World, like, tentacle aliens yeah. showing up, and they're all, like, losing their minds and shooting into the air, and it's just like, wait, no, I'm the one who's wearing side dampeners. Where's your side dampener? Oh, God, he's in all of us. Oh, God, he's too powerful. Yeah, we I, can't dampen I, him. It's fucking crazy. I like that the, that the hallucination he gave them is that they all thought each other weren't wearing their helmets. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a wild way to fuck with them. Yep. Dude. Very good. Yeah, it was a cool, inter- like, for me, I read 775 after this um for context it was a very cool way to meet this character oh yeah for sure and understanding like what kind of power level we're talking about with with his abilities yeah definitely xavier if not higher because he's like gene gray because he's also got telekinesis so yeah like he's he's very yeah he's phoenix he's he you know what he's with the purple hair let's just call him uh quentin choir (laughs) he's just (laughs) just british quentin choir um but, but yeah so (laughs) <laughs> he like looks up at the chopper as he is just like yeah come on just fucking kill me and uh they just riddle him with bullets uh and as he's Ridley lying wasn't on the- even there i know <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah th- as he's lying on the ground uh getting electrocuted superman shows up which i also love there's a moment where he's like i'll take over now gentlemen ladies others it's like Man. And at this point, you definitely don't even know it's Superman, though. No, no, no. I mean, it looks like Superman, but... Like, you can figure it out, but, like, it's very purposely... It, it's, it's, yeah. it's a Super dark Shabby. figure. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, it's that, a w- guy- that would yeah. make Dean Cain so mad if he read Superman Exactly, comic books. yeah. Uh, that's why it's good. Does he read? <laughs> I don't know if he can. Dean Cain taking a beat. Don't, don't anyone episode. tell Dean Cain about this. I don't want to hear about Fuck it. Fuck Dean Cain. <laughs> Fine, exactly. Yeah, well, honestly, if he came at us stance. on Twitter, it would be it would be good publicity. I've been trying fucking... to get him to come. Oh, at that me would on be Twitter. that'd be dope. <laughs> Let's get in a Twitter battle. With Let's DK. tag him. Um, but yeah, so then we have uh, <laughs> Superman is um, talking to Manchester Black. <laughs> he wakes up in a, a Xavier chair. He's he's in a like hover <laughs> yeah. hover wheelchair. And even makes a joke about that. He's like, oh, great. I'm the crippled professor in your stupid little super dicks team. And um, <laughs> and there's this really good, like, back and forth where he's trying to explain yeah. to Manchester Black why he's like, like, we really need to, like, do the right thing and, like, and make the world a better place. And, like, that's what I always thought we were doing. But we made the mistake of always thinking that we were winning. So we never really put in the work to like make sure it stays that way. And like, we always thought we, you know, we were immortal and now the things are falling apart and I'm losing my powers. Like I need to make sure I need to keep my promise to Jack. And, um, he's explaining this and explaining that he's losing his powers to Manchester black and Manchester black is like, like, how dare you? I'm, I'm, I'm a shell of a man. I'm in hell. Like, Oh my God, you've crippled me. And he's like, Oh no, I actually saved you. Um, so, 
<laughs> You'll be fine in like an hour. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like like a while after he's been explaining this to, to Manchester Black, he's like, um, your spine was severely injured and you shouldn't be feeling anything. So the fact that you're in like excruciating pain is good news. Uh, <laughs> you had internal bleeding. I saved you. And then there's a really cool panel of him doing like surgery on his yeah. spine with his heat vision. Um, so that's just such a good callback to like exactly what you know happened in 775 Uh yeah like this like you idiot (laughs) no (laughs) um and then manchester black still tries me he's like i was barely anesthesized (laughs) i always knew you were in the makings of a sadist a tyrant he's he's always just gonna fucking be fuck super bad always he's like well you know i made i made the decision to save you from paraplegia (laughs) um but yeah so then we you know he continued to get a little bit more uh back up on like what's going on on what's going on and it's it's superman essentially saying like i've been keeping an eye on you and i have a bunch of people in mind that i think you know like have the the the, what it takes to do the right thing and like if i'm trying to like you know if i'm gonna what is it um if i was trying to appeal your to your sociopathic super maniac uh i'd say something like this you're wanted for a list of crimes as long as my my as long as plastic man's arm i'm looking for <laughs> i'm looking for gifted people forced to live beyond the law people with a consensus people with something to offer who want to make a difference so he's kind of looking for like an x-force black ops like team that can do what needs to be done he's also appealing to his ego exactly for sure which is the only way he's gonna ever ever <laughs> agree to do anything with superman and while they're talking he like he's just yelling at superman and man to just like stand up and like he's just like oh it looks like the chair worked that you uh (laughs) chair was helping you heal and then you're better now he's just like (laughs) (laughs) yeah superman just being the nicest fucking guy the whole time but i love it yep and i love superman's voice in this oh um that's it's it's great god really like grant ever writing superman is my favorite thing like i think they're the only people they're the only person that like really gets him and like obviously joe kelly who wrote the 775 like got it as well and there's like you know mark russell there's other people that have nailed it too but like is it is just pitch perfect every time grant this feels like a quintessential version of the character always yeah yeah um and just in like a few couple panels you get that vibe um Mm -hmm. from grant superman um but yeah so he also tells him he's just like um oh yeah so there's these zone droids who have been trapped in the phantom zone uh they're gonna escape in 12 minutes and that's how long i have to convince you to help me uh, <laughs> which leads to some dope action panels yes yeah, so so then uh, manchester tells him to go screw walks out the the <laughs> just walks into the tundra because they're in the the fortress uh, of the fortress of solitude. Yeah. i don't know where he thought he was going he also yeah, he just peaced out he's like fuck it i'm out <laughs> so then uh you know soups prepares for battle and these things like get out on cue and um <laughs> manchester black walks back in by like like manifesting a um when it's all these androids that have been built and taken over by classic um kryptonian villains yeah exactly yeah um but and, they, and he he like thought forms a giant like triceratops demon it's thought beast <laughs> yeah thought beast <laughs> thought which beast. is a great name yeah and then uh they're like oh yeah that's obviously not real kill superman and, they're, and he's like oh okay well i guess that um telepa- telepathy doesn't telepathy doesn't really um you know work on robots i guess it's telekinesis then and he just fucking decimates them and like you know a blink of an eye shit was awesome yeah it's so fucking cool <laughs> Poor thought, dude. 
Um, <laughs> poor thought piece. Poor th- yeah, what, what a thought piece. Pour some out for some. Pour some out for thought piece. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then, yeah, uh, Superman shows him the literal King Arthur's Round Table that he is brought to also, you know, soothe. Um, Manchester's fucking ego. <laughs> Which is also part, yeah, and that's part of, like, that's, like, the, the vibe he's trying to go forward. Call everyone to come together. Yep, exactly. Um, so, yeah, so, uh, yeah, and then, then we get him, you know, they, <laughs> he, he toasts to a, a better, finer world, and it, uh, Manchester Black, uh, pukes on the, the globe. <laughs> Because he's, he's like, oh, this mineral water? What the hell did you just give me to toast with? He's like, I don't, if I don't drink alcohol every, <laughs> on an hourly basis, and then he just vomits, and he's just like, it's just this, <laughs> to a finer world. It's just yeah. Who are these, um, who are these mysterious villains floating in Earth's orbit that we get a sneak peek at? Yeah, that's a, and, they, and clearly do we, do knows. Do we have an inkling on who they are? Um, RJ? Uh, I don't know what. Um, I don't know, it just looks like a guy in, with spiky shoulder armor. Yeah, I'm not sure who this is. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking it might be um, Mongol, because I know that Superman gets is supposed to be trapped on Warworld at some point. And it looks like, like Ben Grimm's chilling in there, too, in one of the chairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not entirely certain who all these, who all these okay. villains are. I'm sure it is references to DC things that I don't understand. But um, I'm sure we'll know in due time. But yeah, evidently, just- he, uh, this, this one random villain has... Uh, uh, the secret about the truth about kryptonite and how to destroy Superman. So, yeah, um, they always say that. They always say that, <laughs> and they're usually wrong. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a uh, it's gonna be a four issue mini. It's fucking wild. Um, b- before reading seven seventy five, huh? It was a beefy book though. It's a beefy book. Um, yeah. Before reading seven seventy five, uh, Sean texted the group chat and he was like. I probably would have liked this a lot more if I'd read any of the authority, and I'm just like, don't worry, Sean. Manchester Black isn't in the authority at all. Perfect. <laughs> but really, I just yes, I just yes ended up my way through it. Like, it was the, fine. So the authority, yeah, so did I. I mean, it's still it's, it's still a, really it's a great book. issue if you've never read either, really. Um, yeah. But the the interesting thing when they announced this book, we all just like went, what the fuck? Um. So the authority is a property from Wildstorm, and it was one of the first superhero books that was like really bloody and they were fucking and they were saying fuck and it was like no one had ever seen superheroes really do that before um so the fact that like superman is involved with anything like that is fucking wild and yeah uh-huh. so he it's manchester black assembling a team that will be comprised of previous authority members from wildstorm universe so yeah that's I mean, be fun. It's like fucking when stoked. stormwatch was in the new 52 and it was martian manhunter yeah. That was a book that happened. <laughs> that was a book. <laughs> this will probably be better. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, it's fucking great. Well, that one was a lot. Yeah. That's but, a lot to break down. But, just, but Yeah, yeah. Well, I really broke down two books, so I'll probably we're, we're, we're digging into that DC lore last couple of episodes. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad we're finally doing it. Uh, you know, getting in there. But Let's take that's a quick not, pivot off of it. Yeah, that's not the next book. The next book is very much in our wheelhouse. <laughs> All right. RJ so, specifically. Yeah, <laughs> my book is Marauders 22 by Jerry Duggan, Matteo Lally, Klaus Jansen, and Rain Barreto. Um, finally get what happened to everyone after the Hellfire Gala. Yeah. <laughs> they were all hungover. I love it. They were, yeah. 
I love how Emma's just like, I'm guilty of my first carbs in decades. She's got a donut. Do, uh, I love Emma with a donut. <laughs> <laughs> it's adorable. Emma's hangover is such a goal. Like, she'd yeah. just be hungover and then be like, you know what? I'm just going to lay around on the edge of the earth the, in a robe mm-hmm. and read the paper. The reference Emma. shot that people saw, is it's uh, Faye Dunaway from Network, which is it's great. <laughs> With with way more boobies and uh, you know ten out of ten. <laughs> How is there possibly way more boobies than this shot? No, no, no. Like, no. This shot, the reference. This shot is oh. way more boobies than the reference. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> way more boobies. Which is which That's is an improvement if you ask me. <laughs> Emma's whole vibe. <laughs> Dude, yeah, this whole that whole page is a very it, that's a vibe, and I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then, yeah, we well we get introduced to the kind of like the subplot of the story, which is mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot, and I don't know how how I don't I don't know about this. The the cuckoos fuck up. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, it's essentially the cuckoos after the Hellfire Gala, and they come across uh, Wilhelmina from the the baby Hellfire Club, the Verendi, <laughs> like the asshole, <laughs> rich kid Hellfire Club that everyone hates. It's the, it's the, it's the Cabbage Patch doll version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chucky doll version. Nice. The, the Operation Kids Next Door version. Oh, there it is. That's a, that's a reference. It is. It's an entire <laughs> it's reference. A, whole, a reference I should. That's even a whole get. ass reference. Yeah, what I wasn't expecting from you. Anyway, anyway. Um, so yeah, the cuckoos' plot in this book is that they come across Wilhelmina with, and she's got a dead puffin in her hands. So f in the chat for the puffin. Um, <laughs> but they like meddled in her mind, and they found out that her like father abused her, and. I don't know. There's some shit going on. I, it it scares me. Um, <laughs> and they're kind of like, we shouldn't do this, but do you want to go see your dad? He's been a very bad person. I was like, okay, okay what are you going to just go murder the dad? Um, yeah, that doesn't seem like it's going to make her any better. <laughs> yeah. So that's maybe take her to therapy. Jesus. So that's how their plot works in this story. And yeah, they um, just started turning things off and on in this. Yeah, they start brain, like, messing like, with her brain. It's yeah, they went shit. they went full Charles Xavier with this poor little yeah. girl's mind. Yeah, definitely content warning for this issue, that story specifically. Well, the other yeah. issue too. The other yeah. Part of the story. Yeah. Uh, so the the <laughs> other plot. The one yeah, I wanted. This issue was a lot. Now that I'm thinking yeah, about it's it, it's a lot. Crap. It's, it's a bummer. <laughs> yeah. The, the other plot is um, a flashback, mainly to um, the Hellfire uh, Club. Um, mm-hmm. So before the last Marauders issue, before the gala, Shaw wanted to. We found out Shaw wanted to bring back uh, Lord Chantel, which is his former lover who died, and. This is this character that was in a backup. It was X-Men Classic 7. And X-Men Classics were kind of Claremont going back to his run and adding backup stories and, like, filling in canon and, like, uh, filling holes that he, like, messed up and, like, wanted to add. So It's such a great series. That was, like, awesome. one of my precursors into it's, really getting into X-Men. Yeah, it's awesome. So in 7, there's this backup story about uh, a Hellfire Gala 
like when the Hellfire Club was like the the bad guys and you know the BDSM club. Um <laughs> and uh Lord awesome. was there with Sebastian and Sebastian had made a uh deal with um someone for to make sentinels uh because he's a dick mm. and he's always been a dick. <laughs> but the sentinels crash the gala and kill Lord and this backup is literally the only time we've ever seen her. Um that's crazy. But now we get this first appearance and death up. Yeah, first and last appearance <laughs> until now. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Rough. Uh, so we get this story where Shaw wants to bring her back, um, and he has this plan, which we find out in this issue is to send a Cerebro back in time and like get a copy of her, and then resurrect her. Man, um, what a fucking bad idea that is. Yeah, that can't go wrong at all. <laughs> yeah, why don't you talk to Beast? You know, it's yeah. fine. It's anyway, a bad yeah. idea, even if he wasn't wrong. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the so Xavier um, comes to Emma and sh- and like tells her that uh, you know Lord actually isn't um, well. Lord isn't at. Uh, applicable for resurrection protocols because she's still alive and emma actually knows this and she tells shaw so this this whole issue essentially is um emma explaining to shaw what happened Mm -hmm. actually during that x-men classic issue which is she made it seem like uh lord had been killed by the sentinels but she didn't really and she covered that up because Shaw was abusing Lord uh, as he is known to do because he's a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Just absolutely the right. dirt worst of the X-Men characters. So no, yeah. not surprising that continues to be a piece of shit. This is why Emma beat him into a bloody pulp and murdered him the first time and then Magneto <laughs> made him come back alive. <laughs> um, but it would have been cool if they just did a Groundhog's Day scene of just Shaw getting murdered over and over yeah, again. Yeah, I mean that would be I, I would love it. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, the the flashback opens with Lord going to Emma, and she's got a black guy which Emma covers, and she's like, "I want out." Um, and she's like, "Well, you know, that's that's a lot more difficult than getting in." Um, and then. So yeah, the Hellfire Gala scene happens and Emma does the whole mind manipulation to make it look like she died and then Well, the, the uh-huh. interesting thing is that like Lord asks for help and she basically says like no. Like not not no, but says like I can't. There's nothing I could do. There's nothing yeah. I can do. And then in that moment when the Sentinel attacks, she just like works on impulse and like yeah. she pr- like thought projects. She took her opportunity. She, yeah, she took the yeah. opportunity to project an image of her dying by the hand of the Sentinel. Um, and then, like, what kind of without telling her that that was gonna happen? Yeah, so Laura's um, just like, What the fuck? She's and she's like, Just, just yeah, just like, go wait for me over there. I'll let you know later. Yeah, like, yeah, the, the way they drew it, it was really interesting. You could see what they thought was happening, but you also see her in the background. <laughs> like, yeah. like, what the fuck are you showing them? Yeah, what do they th- think is happening? <laughs> what do they right think now? is happening? Yeah, <laughs> and then she takes Lord and sends her to Kingpin to work with Kingpin, which, like, a I transport. Don't or know something? if that is much I better. Was, 
I was wondering. <laughs> Does Kingpin have if- a history of like other than Vanessa of like treating his employees well? I mean, he tends to treat women well. Does he? Uh, but also like, seemed, that, yeah. It also seemed that he was took care of her at, and Emma kind of paid for the yeah, treatment. Yeah, exactly. It seemed, yeah. That, that seemed, there was a deal that was bartered here. So I don't know if um, Emma, during her uh, Hellfire years, of if she ever worked with Kingpin before. Like I don't know if that is something that is canon or if that's mm-hmm. new to this. Um, I, I was gonna ask you that because it kind of feels like that ties it into other stories where she's working with Kingpin somehow that I just of, didn't know about. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I it, it, it feels like that's. I the appreciate case. I them giving more nuance and like kind of fleshing out this period of her life, but I, I really, I hate this period. Oh. so like, <laughs> actually, rethinking it, she actually Emma pays basically for her to get a new identity she, and disappear. She does. So she doesn't actually stick with Kingpin. Oh, okay. I think that's the idea. So she gets everything she needs to basically disappear. I guess Kingpin's also like, I don't need, I don't need you. I need yeah, Emma's yeah. talents. I need Emma to do some shit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. But yeah, it's like this is this period isn't interesting I mean, to a, me it's because good, it's like it's good revisionist history for a period that you hate. No, yeah, <laughs> I, it's just like I'm, I, I'm so happy with Emma's journey through, you know, realizing that this was a really shitty period of her life. But, you know, she she realizes that too. Like, she doesn't like talking about it and stuff, so. Yeah. Th- yeah, she, and the end of this issue I thought was great. Oh, where she just shuts down Shaw? It's like, yeah, I fucking hate you, but we couldn't have done, we couldn't have gotten as far as fast without you, and Krakow is worth that price almost. Yeah. So. I don't, I don't know if I agree weird, with it, but. <laughs> yeah. Uh it's it's cool though cuz like this is setting up um I, th- I think this is like the beginning journey for at where Emma's going to be with, you know, whatever's happening with Inferno. And we got the right. the Marauders 25 cover revealed of her with diamond knuckles that say Hellfire on them. I'm just so <laughs> fucking excited. And that's how uh, RJ got Hellfire knuckle tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would buy diamond brass knuckles, though. There you go. Those definitely exist. Yeah, oh, yeah. definitely. They aren't like <laughs> millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, some prince on Instagram has some. But, yeah. <laughs> but this issue was, was good. It was uh, very heavy. Um it tackles everything with a varying degree of success. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it should be, I'm, you know, I'm just excited for more Emma's story. And I think she's going to be, a, from the covers, it seems like she's going to be a somewhat big player in Inferno. Yeah. Um, seems Although I still, I've kind of just leave this issue wanting Shaw to die more. I hope, it keeps, <laughs> I hope they keep beating him up. <laughs> I mean, there's there's plenty of opportunities to kill Shaw. It's true. They, yeah, that <laughs> they throw him in the pit with saber too. <laughs> yeah, the forever box. <laughs> All right, well, let's pivot right back to DC. There you go. We have Nightwing eighty two. Tom Taylor. Oh man, 
Hold on. Yeah, yeah. This one's got a lot of artists and inkers. I, I made yeah, a whole new inker. I see that. Uh, Tom Taylor with Bruno Redondo, Rick Leonardi, Neil Edwards on doing the pencils, Adrian DeLucas doing colors, and then Bruno Redondo, Andy Lanning, and Scott Hanna doing inks. I believe that's everybody. There's two different. There's like a look at. There's like a flashback story here. It has like a slightly different art style too, which I thought was really good. Yeah. Because it kind of captured everything in this book is great. Yeah. Uh, so this book basically, at the end of last issue, um, Dick um, is tracking down uh, Melinda Zuko, who is the new mayor of, aka crime boss, aka crime boss of Bloodhaven, because Blockbuster killed the old one so she could get the job. <laughs> Crush the old one. Like yeah. a just paper cup. <laughs> just popped him. <Yeah>. Them. <laughs> um, at the end of last issue, she reveals to him that she is actually Dick's sister. So we pick up right after that. Dun, basically, dun. it was like, yeah, <laughs> we pick up right after that. Basically, like, um, what? No, no, you're fucking not. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. What the fuck did you just say to me? No, yeah. stop that's saying impossible. weird shit at me. Yeah. Um, and, but basically, <laughs> I like this scene because, like, she was chasing after him. They thought, like, he was going to be in trouble. He gets his mask back on. He's like, Isn't it a little late to hide your identity? Uh, so she's oh, giving yeah. him sass right away. He's so like, good. No, I just need to talk to Oracle. He's like, Stand down because everybody was on the way to fucking yeah. go rescue he Dick. He even says, like, yeah. a bunch of protective superheroes and it is, like, the entire Teen Titans and Batman and, Batman. and all the Robins and, like, everyone. I just love and the... And Batman in the Bat plane. <laughs> yeah. I love that the the whole, like, call it off is, like, there's this next panel where they're all just hard-stopping, go like, reversing and Batman's, like, yeah. swooping yeah, yeah. back in the, in the <laughs> yeah. Batwing. It's so great. But, yeah, it was... That was a that was a great moment. So this is basically where we go. Um, again, I'm I'm really liking this Melinda Zuko character pretty early on. It's like, what we got to go talk. You should probably change though. It's like, do you want to? It's like, why? It's like, do you want to reveal your secret identity again today, or do you just want to change into regular clothes? Uh, so they go upstairs, and then um, they we meet Melinda's mother. Um, what is her name? Um, my, I think it's my pay. My my, no, my Lee. My Lee, yeah. Yeah. So we meet my Lee, and she's like, it's like looking into the past because he looks just the like. The story him. was also fucking rough. Yes, yes it was. So yeah. this is where we get the flashback of a my Lee at 23, 23 years old who I love the art in the flashback. I'll say that much. it's it's great. Um, working for Tony Zuko, um, but Tony Zuko wanted to, you know possess her well not not a, working for her she was like uh um a mail order bride yeah he bought oh, her you're, bought you're right a human you're right. trafficker good point yeah yeah um yes which is insanely <laughs> fucked up um so eventually once that happened she they were at the the circus at one day and she's like I, she found she saw an opportunity so she she fucking bolted and she <laughs> um and then zuko's looking for her and we and we 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 meet the Graysons. <laughs> we we get to re meet the Graysons and kind of like you know you know is she in there? It's like no, I haven't seen anybody. Just kind of being the consummate protector. They end up kind of brawling a little bit, um, and then eventually the rest of the the circus crew comes up and they all simultaneously corroborate the story yeah. I li- without, I like the, without a 
bla- like without a bat of the eye. It's fucking great. Yeah, the the ringmaster and the strong man come over to like like yeah. oh this guy giving you problems, Grayson. Yeah, yeah, and the ring. Yeah, they, so they eventually get rid of Zuko, and I love. And they give him like a teddy bear. It's just like, oh, here, have this. Thanks for coming to the circus. Yeah, this just is your to consolation prize. Yeah. Um, and then again, the ringleader just immediately is like, she's in the trailer, right? She's like, of course. <laughs> yeah. He's a like, good man. Go look after her. So, um, yeah, so she they, joins the circus. She joins the circus. Um, she's, you know, this is before um, Dick's parents are together. Uh, so she's, you know, enamored with the circus. She f- she'll feel safe, and she has um, a very brief, seems um, interaction with with uh, Dick's father. I can't is, remember his is, name. Is interaction uh... John? <laughs> little little fling. Yeah, it, interaction <laughs> um, yeah. is a weird euphemism for fucking. Yeah, they, but, but they do it. They they put they, they paint it so pretty like yeah, no, they you know do. what i mean it's, they, they, it's they very had, wholesome they had a brief love affair yeah he's a very sweet man yeah um you know and, yeah and, and she makes sure to say this is before they were together like it yeah wasn't, exactly it wasn't so there's no untoward. nothing improper yeah. yeah he was really so, nice he just happened to put a baby in her yeah <laughs> so obviously zuko shows up again um to get quote-unquote what's his once the circus rolls back into town and ends up giving that, but by that time we find out that she's pregnant, and obviously she's like, "Yeah, it's yours, Tony." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. even though Tony fucking knows, but like yeah, she he said never, specifically, his he never ego asked, wouldn't. But he suspected. And, well, he knew, and he's yeah. like, his ego wouldn't um, allow him to to question it. Yeah. So yeah, of course it's my kid. <laughs> um, and then we you know find out that you know as he, she grew up, she, he got like worse and worse and worse and that's eventually when um actually sorry melee wanted to bring melinda to meet them meet the graysons but that's when by then dick had been is born and he's older and she kind of has this moment like of like they're having a really good family moment teaching him how to be on the trapeze and she's like you know what i'm not i'm not gonna even we're good they're good i'll be fine i'm not shattering this people's world they're too happy basically which I always thought was really nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. It's it's bittersweet though because it's also kind of messed up because you had this brother and sister that never got to meet each yeah. other, right? And and that was for my that was the last time um May Lee May Lin saw them alive too because shortly yeah. after the you know Tony Zuko killed them and like I kind of like there might be other reasons and stories but I kind of like this story about one of the reasons why he did that like yeah. kind of gives you that backstory he had on it multiple like, motives yeah exactly yeah and I, I like this addition to to the story um so at this point Dick's just like okay cool thanks for just turning my world upside down I don't know what the <laughs> fuck's going on in there I thought yeah. this woman was a crime boss and She's probably and she is a crime. She boss. is, but it seems like maybe, like, almost like undercover, like not intentionally. Like it, she seems to have be on the right side, but I'm not sure yet. But then at that point, at the end of the issue, Blockbuster just shows up, so it's like, cool, we're just gonna get thrown right into this shit again. Yeah, <laughs> but I really like this issue as a whole. Uh, I like the background story, the art, as Adam mentioned, was was phenomenal. What it, a reads, great... it reads like an episode of the '90s Batman animated series. Yeah, it was it was done really well. Um, and like, oh God. 
it's right up there with the other bat books we've been talking about if not as good like it might be in the top two or three bat books right now it's it's phenomenal i, I love really how it's as, i think it's as good as as tynan's batman like it's i think those it's, are the it's two. so good yeah. i love how consistent all the bat books are like it, it's it's very yeah. consistent very yeah it's it's yeah it's you know we talk about the x bullpen it's it's very it's comparable yeah uh with consistency and quality so yeah it's really great really enjoyed it good stuff good stuff speaking of consistent in quality um <laughs> i i have usagi yojimbo number 21 by mm. stan sakai everybody's favorite stan <laughs> stan the guy stan the guy, the guy sakai <laughs> I, I want that to catch on i'm pretty partial to uh, i guess he's a stanley so never mind I was going to say Stanley Tucci. I knew you were going to say Stanley yeah. Tucci. I don't know why I knew you were going to say Stanley Tucci. I don't know. If given the choice between Stanley Tucci and Stan Sakai, I would absolutely 100% take Stan Sakai. Right. Sorry. No, Sorry, Stanley Tucci, if you're listening. We're one and one. Alienated no at least one listener who's Stanley Tucci. <laughs> We've alienated all of our Stanley Tucci listeners. Uh, <laughs> one, of, one of my really close friends is like obsessed with him. I thought I you were going to say friends from Stanley Tucci. is like, you just <laughs> like, the show? No, no, no. She is. We were so close. No, she like met him at a comic con and made him uncomfortable. Oh, <laughs> wait, Stanley she... Tucci or Stan Sakai? <laughs> Stanley Tucci. Jesus Christ! Like, Weird. Like, like a Wizard World or something. <laughs> Yikes. Anyway, maybe. Off topic. Anyway, let's talk more yeah. about Stan Sakai. Let's so Stan, about... Stan Sakai just won an Eisner for this book. Oh, congrats! I think it was like best uh, best new ongoing series or one of those categories. But yeah, so congrats, Stan. This is still yeah. an excellent book. So, uh, we kind of missed a bunch of stuff because I haven't talked about this book in a while, but um, Usagi meets this sword master that he met a long-ass time ago because he has, he has to give, like, I free, I, I'm kind of a bit fuzzy on some of the details, but he, he's trying to visit this sword master that he, he, used to, he used to train with and meets one, his old star pupil who he had, like, a sword fight with the first time he met her. Hmm. So... He only he gets there only to find out that this guy he was trying to meet had passed away, and she was about to deliver his swords to like his business partner in like the the swordsmanship school, and then she was like she her plan I guess is to leave the school once she finishes this one last favor for her her teacher, so uh, Usagi just kind of accompanies her on this on this little mission and. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of where we're at. Got it. The other side of this is there's this other like swordmaster who's just a dick and apparently like a rival of this other school, so he's like out there somewhere. Mm -hmm. But uh, as they're walking along the road, Usagi and this other rabbit find out that they're cousins. Ah, uh, neat. A little bit notes of. Uh nightwing there like, exactly oh, related. Neat. Yeah. yeah they're related neat and i also think that this other character this other um I, I keep forgetting her name and that's terrible but uh i think she's the main character in the netflix series like they're trying to introduce her as oh cool that's cool yeah. that the, this is also going to have a, car, a netflix series to go along with it because it feel is like it's i've something seen that some, should be there i've seen some teaser art and it looks fucking fantastic that's awesome. Yeah. So, so yeah. So we get that little surprise. They're related business. 
um there's this like group of guys who are out to get this other sword master and he just like spanks their butts with a wooden boken like <laughs> i love how much of that there is in this book of like a bunch of guys with swords and like usagi will beat him up with the hilt of his sword right and be like you know if you fuck with me next time you're gonna get the blade kind of a deal <laughs> i love that shit but uh, so they they find this sign is also that's just like uh, wanted anyone who wears that symbol that Usagi's always wearing. Mm-hmm. So it's like oh shit! So like anyone who comes across them on the road is going to try to kill them at this point, right? Because like they're it's posted that like you know hey the the last people who who um, followed this old guy and where that sign tried some other shit with our other guy and now you know anyway but yeah so they, they they fuck up a bunch of uh a bunch of bounty hunters who are trying to get them on the road and then they finally get to this this guy who she's delivering the swords to and he goes full capitalist with the whole idea because since it since this guy's giving him his swords that means he's essentially giving him the school and he's mm-hmm. like oh well with that i can franchise I can have a school with that name in every city and all this other stuff. And she, and he's like, Oh, and I'm going to give you a raise since now you're my, you know, head swordman. And she's just like, nah, I think I'm just going to be a Ronin now, like Usagi and just kind of <laughs> walk the warrior's path. So that's kind of like the, the main point of this is now we have this other Usagi character on the same kind of path this other younger female version of Usagi. So nice. hopefully she gets another book. Yeah, like, that rules. That's like awesome. we get two Usagi books. That would be fucking great. But I, I think the Netflix series is going to be like about her. And this is a way to kind of give us that character. That's cool. Whose name I wish I remembered. <laughs> yeah, that sounds fucking awesome. Let me see if I can remember. It doesn't yeah. matter. Definitely check that out on Netflix when it comes out. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't know when that's supposed to hit. I feel like I've heard about it being like in production for a while now. Yeah, so that's one of those. Soon. It's like Jeff Smith's bone is also like... Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting about that. That's coming down the pipe. Hell, yeah. Cool. Um, so we got some shout-outs. Just uh, real fast, uh, I wanted to shout-out The Many Deaths of Layla Star, number four. This book's dope. Oh, man, this book's so good. Um, this one's by uh, Rom V, uh, F- uh, Felipe Andrade, and Inez Amaro. Um, <sighs> this is another rough one. Yeah, this. so we missed the last We missed the last issue, which was really cool because it was from the perspective of a cigarette that she was smoking. Yeah, that was cool. Um, and this one, um, she... Similar. Similar. She, she walks into a chi- like the last Chinese temple in this town in india and um mm-hmm. and it starts talking to her and she's like god and she's like oh no no it's just me the temple um <laughs> my up, care- bro? yeah what's up what's up girl um my, my you know my my caretaker's gone missing can you go check on him and then as she's going she all she's looking for um darius uh who's like the every time she comes back to life he's he's aged a little bit more mm-hmm. um so she goes to find him and he realizes who she is and he's like you were the woman that was there at, at the uh, groundskeeper's funeral, and you were there when he my best me by the river when yeah. I got broke up with yeah yeah, that was yeah. And, yeah and when my best friend died like you were and my girlfriend broke up with me you were there like 
but you haven't aged a day. Like, who the fuck are you? And um, she's like, yeah, I used to be the god of death. And then he just loses his shit because his wife and business partner both just died of cancer. Um, right. And the other two times she showed up, the groundskeeper died. Yeah. And his best friend had died. Yeah. Every time he sh- she shows mm-hmm. up, it's just it's just followed by death. Um, which, yeah. the Way the- to make him not interested in solving death. Death right? God, <laughs> yeah, way to do the exact opposite of why you're there. Almost yeah, like exactly. a self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it also find out that the caretaker of the temple also died. Um, Damn. And, mm-hmm. and she was in the temple when it collapsed. And, uh, you know, she thinks that the temple just couldn't stand to, um, you know, to be without, without a friend. Couldn't, couldn't live without his friend. So it just... Um, so then she she wakes up again, and it's twenty eight years after it had collapsed on her, and yeah, and Darius was- hasn't delivered on his promise of immortality at the point that they thought he would. Like mm. they 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 had predicted he would have already done it by now. So where you would think that this is a self fulfilling prophecy, where she's intervening, she in may his be life, doing something. She might be in- doing, unintentionally. Yeah. yeah, she might be unintentionally fucking him up and making it harder <laughs> for him to. She just um, like yeah, keeps point, putting next banana issue. peels in his path. <laughs> Throwing shells. At him. But what I what I really liked about this issue is that she has a whole like like really understanding what mortality does to humans. Mm-hmm. This like really finally like getting it in a way that she hadn't before. And when um the the god of life is telling her, like, oh your boy's running out of time. Like he's he's getting older and he hasn't done it yet. And it's this like this like total shift of of um like the book's purpose because of, yeah. before that you were you were despite you know all best considerations you were rooting for death to win like to to beat Darius and to like get her job back that was how the that was the premise well, of the book so to adorable. begin with exactly <laughs> um and you know it's it's a little whimsical to be rooting for the god of death in a human body but. She has a crisis of faith, uh, t- technically, and and like when they say like, you know, he's pretty close to running out of time. You really are just like, oh no! And it's just this total like tone shift of like now you're rooting for Darius and you want her to fail, um, and to be mortal right. and I, and I guess die. Um, but yeah, no, I I just continues to be a fucking excellent book. This it's so good. I wish there was way more of it, but yeah, I'm a big fan. This. Yeah. Alright, I wanted to shout the other X-Book, because I'm obvious, uh, <laughs> New Mutants 20 by Vita Ayala, Alex Linz, and Matt Miller. Uh, we get the, find out, we, we get more of um, Scout being dead, which is sad. <laughs> yeah, R.I.P. F and in the chat for Scout. F in the chat for Scout. Um, <laughs> and the kids who were experimenting with Moving consciousnesses were uh, <laughs> like, well, we could just go get a, a new body and, you know, switch and put hers. We just resurrect her ourselves. And that just seems like a terrible idea. Good lord, what a bad idea. Like, you know, I, <laughs> the whole idea of the new, new mutants, like, um, training these kids is great. But, like, 
I don't know, maybe babysit them too? Like, they're only babysitters for Rook, for God's yeah, sake. Who is yeah, watching not them? A, not a reliable babysitter. <laughs> not, not a reliable yeah. Shadow babysitter. King, in fact, not a reliable babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you have he has, to. He doesn't ha- uh, you don't even need to check his references. <laughs> yeah. he, he asked for terrible rates. He's way overpriced. And uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's not a great idea. Um, yeah, he just yeah. lied his way into this job like uh, <laughs> the na- it's it's a the nanny type it's situation. It's the nanny with the Shadow King. It's terrible. <laughs> um, and uh, also like this whole issue, no girl is using Scout's body. That's not okay. That's not yeah, cool. There's this up. scene with yeah. her and Akihiro where he's like, "Hey, little yeah. sister, where you've been?" And I'm like, this is this is heartbreaking. Yeah, what is she's what like, is fuck with you? <laughs> I was like, whoa, no, no, no. <laughs> what is with people removing all of the autonomy from the Wolverine people? Like, <laughs> what is what is what is it with Wolverines and not yeah. having bodily autonomy? Well, they're they're immortal, right? Like they they technically can't die, which also begs the question: How did Scout die? Um. But like, well, this also leads from all the father for you know this whole series up until now. It, would she be eligible for resurrection? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. She's no, a that's clone. A, that's why they're that's, trying to do it. on That's their why own. they're doing it on the sly. Which yeah. again, like, this is, is like bad. watching Scooby Doo trying to Real resurrect somebody. Oh yikes! Stupid. It's like it's not, it's not gonna it's not gonna end. That was well. the that was the Don Knotts episode of Scooby Doo. <laughs> oh, wasn't it? I yeah. love the Don Knotts episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah it's wild though yeah fucking crazy it's good though yeah, this book really is great it. i'm still yeah. very much enjoying it i um the i i'm excited to see where the shadow king arc goes it's just every time he shows up my heart shrivels and it's just it's so scary i feel like something because <laughs> the kids are so like precious coming I, yeah. I i mean yeah i know but like it's just it I still feel like he's gonna try to sneak in whenever they like resurrect somebody or sneak through this body switching shit. I feel mm. like he's gonna start taking over somebody. All this Maybe freaky guys. Yeah. What if Scout takes over Farouk? That would be a fun twist. No, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I also want him to do that. Also want him to leave Rain alone because she's been through enough and stop that. And, he and she is, needs yeah. to stop being mean to Karma. Damn. Also, like, yeah, like, uh, that. They referenced the whole Karma Shadow King thing. That was oof, oof. Yeah, yeah. Rough. And also, like, <laughs> man, if anyone, <laughs> if anyone is gonna like have your back on this, it's gonna be Karma. So, like, maybe don't be a dick to her, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, time before time number three was also very good. Uh, mm. as a as a quick shout, this is by. Declan Shelby, Rory McConville, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Joe Palmer, and Chris O'Halloran. This is like the Coen brothers doing primer. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It is just, it is just idiots like uh, stumbling their way through. (laughs) Like, I can't imagine if you could mess up more. Oh no, <laughs> definitely not. Yeah, so it, I also so like funny. the whole like midnight run thing that is happening with like them being handcuffed together. Oh yeah. yes, yeah. <laughs> I, as soon as she did that, I was like, "This is a terrible idea." Yeah, that's never a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah, I love that the whole premise is like 
she wants to go to a certain point in time because mm-hmm. it's his fault that the family got split up. Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, fuck. He's like, oh, yeah, that sucks. I've heard about that happening. Oh, so she doesn't even know where she's going. She's like just going to the future. <laughs> yeah. I, I like I like that they run into like a group of like ghost hunters, like just these guys that do like time travel salvage. Yes. Like they have some sort of time travel detector. <laughs> the one guy has a bullshit detector, apparently. <laughs> that I guess can tell temporally if you're lying. I've got one. Like, I think he was just making a joke. Well, it would be cool. I mean, with all of the weird fucking tech in this book, like sure bullshit detector that che- that checks out this weird egon type it's just, he's, that seems to be like something you would it's ask it's just always constantly peeking yeah <laughs> but uh but so they run into this like so this main character is part of this like time smuggling ring syndicate called the syndicate and well, they- he's not a smuggler that's a He's part of. He works for the full on corporation like, that's taken over time. It's like travel. witness oh, right, protection right. for assholes, mm-hmm. but right, they right. hide the, uh, you in a different time period. And yeah, what Casey was referring to, it gives us a flashback of him getting a job for this, and he's like, "Oh yeah, sure, all three of them can go." But when they showed up, the mm-hmm. price had jacked up, so they could only take two. So they were forced to potentially. They were forced to basically. Like, pick someone to leave behind and it was you know two parents and a child Typical. and he's like i thought it would be fine it's like you're a fucking idiot you should have told him that but it's like yeah oh yeah also this corporation is just the worst because of course they are and so like he he's pretty much not working for them anymore just as he runs into these guys from this other group they're called- at, like they're yeah like that's like the they're like the rebels yeah called the union <laughs> so he's like look guys i am not with the syndicate anymore and i can give you information if you just like you know not kill me please don't kill me <laughs> so yeah i like this book it's fun yeah, it's, it's time really travel fun. shenanigans there's a lot going on in this i also book. really like i forget if it because we missed number two uh because we were, we were gone for that that issue but um i love that there's like a whole bit where someone says like well like why don't you just go back in time and like fix stuff and he's like man if you could actually change the course of like everything that has happened has already happened everything that will happen has already happened like like the everything is kind of set in stone and it's like yeah if you think that we could go back and change things do you think the world would be as terrible as it is and that's just such a perfect like stop asking about like going back and killing hitler but also like if i would have gone back in time you wouldn't know that that happened because I would have already gone or, back or, may- maybe, or I would not have had the ability to go back in time to fix it. Or maybe yeah. things like Hitler are a result of someone trying to stop something that also wasn't possible. as bad that ended That's up causing true. Hitler. <laughs> Good this Lord. This is how you cause Hitlers. This is, yeah, well, they got rid of Mecha Hitler. Jesus. Um, <laughs> Mecha Shiva. Yeah, I've, pl- I've played Doom too. I know all about that. Exactly. So I guess thanks. <laughs> future <Yeah>. time travelers <laughs> uh, I'm gonna yeah, throw one more the, out book, here that book bends my brain uh, it's fun though like you said it's very I think you nailed it with your description of exactly what that was uh, it was great well that was uh, RJ's gonna, description oh RJ's you're right good call sorry RJ I'm not gonna take credit for something RJ literally just said I'm getting sleepy <laughs> yeah. um, Shadecraft number five by Joe Henderson and Lee Garbett and Antonio Fabella. This is the end of this arc. Um, so if you're not reading this yet, you should. 
um, basically, we have now a family of a mother and a daughter who have the ability to curl shadows, and we find out that in the throughout the course that her mom was a government assassin, basically. Holy shit! And then just said, "Go fuck yourself." I'm gonna go be happy with my family. Um, but through the course of this, they kind of figure out that they've her her brother also has powers and that's why he's in a coma and they're going to basically rescue him and it's got some like just some great overall moments about you know trying to get out of the government life things like that like revenge and just like these cool shadow monster action things shadow kinesis shadow kinesis it's fucking cool man I like, like there's a really great moment like it's like a she's almost like an amanda waller type and then this the main character's mom like get like she uh, kind of tricks her into going to this room that's all lit up so there's no shadows for her to manipulate and she has this badass fucking moment where she takes the shadow from her mouth she starts like and suffocating starts making her. her and suffocating her she's like yeah <laughs> you thought there was no shadows in here what about this one i was like yo that was fucking it's awesome. <laughs> it's like great. go fuck, like don't fuck with me, don't fuck with my kid. Get the hell out of here. Basically, I gotta catch this. Again. I gotta yeah. catch this and trade. This sounds great. It's really good. Um, I kind of picked this one up. I I feel like I always have to give image number ones at least a a, a, a try. Yeah, I think this- we talked about like issue one and maybe two. Yeah, I think we uh, did. I think we uh, that was another one that we missed an issue of when we were gone, and I just I haven't had a chance to catch back up on. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. The arc just ended, so pick it up so we get or pick it up, pick up the trade so we can get a second arc because it's really good <laughs> and I, I really enjoyed it. I, I'd like more of this story. Hell yeah! It All brings right. us to Moon Knight. Moon Knight. <laughs> With friend of the pod, Jed Good McCain. Night. Yeah. Mm. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. He is a friend of the show. I love this. <laughs> I love this. I like and having this, friends like And this. as someone who doesn't know a ton about Moon Knight, this issue does a really good job of jumping you right into a Moon Knight story, but also kind of filling you in a he little was, bit. Exactly. He was a mercenary it, that died in the statue, and then the Egyptian god at the statue that he died at was like, no, you're not. You're good. And then yeah, yeah and they and they covered that very well. It's great. Yeah. It's it's a jumping on point with an origin story baked into it. It's, it was it's it was the awesome. Perfect, and they and talk it, about like his DID, and they talk about like yeah, yeah. you get you you kind of get everything. Like I tangentially knew about Moon Knight about like those types of things and like other runs and stuff. But yeah, you kind of get that nice. It, it was also, a great number one. For it that also reason. catches you up a little bit on the Avengers story with Conchu, which I did not read. Um, oh, it does. Conchu yes. tried to take over the world, and the Avengers had to fight him. And so Conchu is like being held prisoner with the Asir in Asgard. And he's um, the god, right? Yes, Conchu is got the god. Um, yeah, and, and so like they, it does a good job of catching you up on that too. And it's also mm-hmm. kind of the premise of the story arc is that he is a. He is a uh, the fist of Conchu without a Conchu. Like he is without it, just... but it's still with a conscious. He's got <laughs> yeah. a Conchu. Yeah, he's Conchu. Yeah, he's still taking up the mantle. He's like a he's like the priest equivalent of a Ronin. Yeah. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> yeah, I he's love... the protector of those who travel at night. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, and well, we... just because my god isn't here, I still have a mission. I, I, like, I still have to protect. That's them. one of my th- yeah. favorite things about this issue is that it kind mm-hmm. of recontextualizes Moon Knight as an actual knight of the moon. Like, he's a knight protector. Mm. Like, he specifically right. cares about 
crimes that care that like are happening at night and he has a very specific mm-hmm. like territory laid out like he's he's night night <laughs> yeah but well he's so, a night he's night. he's moon night so yeah, well he's, he's moon a, he's night because night yeah. night doesn't make any fucking sense yeah. although no, I think, night yeah. night is kind of the greatest name for a superhero and they kind of focus that on a lot you've a kind lot of fallen like, too much into the pun but yeah. they do legitimately posit him as a, a guardian of uh, like specifically, specifically yeah, nighttime night, of night yeah. travel. Yeah, it's, it's great. I, I love I love the the <laughs> I, I I love all the symbols of him like as the moon, like like him yeah. jumping off a building and his cape. Yes, and it makes like the he's so bright white and yeah, yeah. It makes yeah that it's very cool. It's great. I love the yeah. color work in this. Yeah, they did because he's job. so it's, bright white. Yeah, it's like glowing. Yeah, this is yeah. also such the, a great contrast. This is also the artist's first work in Marvel. Oh, this wow. person's gonna really? blow up. So yeah, yeah. Sure. the art in this is phenomenal. Yeah. Dude, that the I'm the moon knight, which leading to your point, he doesn't say I'm moon knight, he says I'm the moon knight. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that that page when he's about to fucking stab a vampire is awesome. Oh man, the vampires in this. <laughs> Through a yeah. pyramid the pir- scheme cult pyramid scheme <laughs> yes. vampire. They're like you like I- you can work up different levels of vampire. Yeah, once yeah. You, once you turn more enough so people if you get So you bite two people, <laughs> yeah. and they bite two people and then Fucking they awesome. bite two Which is people like, then you get how you get, you get, top of the pyramid. I love this. You get subordinates, there's like a supply chain, I guess. This is like how yeah, has this never been done before? It's hilarious. Yeah, especially cuz like it's just four people in the back of a van and they're like, "Can we go home?" And they're like, "No, nah, man, you really got to join. It's yeah. all about like Teamwork and like f- well, world they're also they're, and they're you know? still vampires. <laughs> it's they, got, so they, funny. they all got turned. I like how the one was like, I was a vegan before this. Like none yeah. of us wanted to be vampires. I, yeah. Jed McKay makes me laugh out loud every time I read it's one. It's true. Of his books. Mm-hmm. Like there's something laugh out loud funny in everything. He Which does. I wasn't expecting anything funny in this issue, but here we are. There's yeah, he still finds a way to mm-hmm. to weave it in there. Yeah, awesome. yeah. I love we cut from this him protecting these people. From these vampires, even though they've been turned, like they seem like they were, they are innocents. They're the victims. Immediately in cut the situation. It, yeah, yeah. And it, yeah, innocent. Even regardless if they are now vampires, right? It doesn't mean they're they're bad people. Like there's, yeah. they were the victims of a crime. <laughs> um, but it's immediately cutting to him explaining all of this to his therapist. Yes. Yeah, and the therapist is, is like the, the therapist is like, so you're the protector of the moon, and that's kind of how we get like the origins. Like, we, so you this died. is the fill in, and it's yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. Um, it was perfect. It's such a that, good staging like, at, for that. At one point, she's like, you know, this is the point where uh, a normal therapist would be skeptical and you know say that these are delusions of grandeur. But since you were referred to me by the Avengers, <laughs> uh, I'm going to give you a pass, uh, which is yeah. great that like. He hung out with the Avengers that are just like, yo, here's the number to a therapist. You should, you should yeah. like. Well, yeah, well, the Avengers is, uh, described a situation as unique. Yes. <laughs> which I thought was great. <laughs> but also, like, she specializes with people with superhuman abilities. So, like, yes. at that point, if you're a superhero shrink, really nothing should surprise you. Mm-hmm. Also, someone get her talking to fucking Daredevil. <laughs> that boy. <laughs> I, well, we all know what his problem is. Come and it's get called, your boy. It's called Catholic guilt. It's easy. He has a lot of other ones, but yes, that one too. <laughs> Maybe rage is a problem. Seeing. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, at this point, now we cut 
he I guess he's also got his own nighttime private eye business. Yeah, bar, basically, the, the to night help mission. And people yeah. come and they're like, oh, these things are Midnight bad. mission. That's Midnight what it mission. is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, there's bad my things happening Mr. in my night. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I got me. I thought it was great. Well, that's that's one of his personas. Um, that was like the whole Warren oh, okay. Ellis run was he gotcha. was Mr. Knight. Yeah. They oh, also so mentioned nice little... uh, Jake Lockley and Stephen Grant and um, Mark Spector, who all his yeah. other uh, identities in the original run. Um, he had all these false personalities mm-hmm. that would let him do different things. Like Jake Lockley was a cab driver that would let him get information um, on the streets. He would like drive around and he had this uh, diner that he would frequent. And then um, Stephen Grant was a it was, billionaire. It was more aliases than it was personalities. Yeah. And then it turned into this, like he, he couldn't get out of them. Like he just became these people and it became DID. Yeah. I thought, I thought that was an interesting, like, twist on that. Like, oh, he's just got different aliases. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, he does not. <laughs> I feel like Batman could use some of that therapy. Yeah, for sure. I wonder, for sure. I wonder if we'll see Marlene and Frenchie, because they so, they're so important to him. And I love, I love especially Frenchie. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. So he gets a mission from this, little, this old lady who hears scratch and whispers at her doors at night in her, her building. So obviously he goes to check it out and it's just monsters. Cause it's, of course it is. It's a, a Spider-Man villain vermin. Cool. Nailed yeah. it. Would not have gotten that ever. Okay. Well, there's, there's a bunch I, of them. I, I, guess, I, right? I, like, I like how he's, he's even like, Oh, it's a Spider-Man villain. Like even canonically, they're like, they take ownership of their villains. <laughs> yeah, well, which leads to a great like. Well, he, I'm not, he clones yeah. himself, so I, oh, okay. I, I forget if he like if he kidnaps people and turns them into him, or if he just like clones himself. It's something clone. like yeah. that, yeah. But but he's like a, a hideous splinter monster. Yeah, well, big old some, big old rat creature. Yeah, you know, and then we get a cool fucking fuck off, get the fuck out of here before I fucking kill you. <laughs> speech from Moon Knight. <laughs> Again, looking dope as hell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just glowing and just telling him to fuck off. I loved it. Yeah. He's even glowing in the therapist's office. Like, he's just... Yeah, he's man. always got this this white light from... Like, it always looks like there's, like, a moon lamp right above him. Dude, I can never pull off white. How much... I can never How many do moths it. do you think he attracts? If he's always out oh. at night? <laughs> so many. So many. And, like, does he always smell like Clorox? How does he get yeah, them that way? I light? was just thinking about that. Like, his apartment must smell like a public pool. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'd be getting all kinds of stains on that shit if it were me. I like- Especially he's, like, beating dudes up. He's got to get stains all over it. That's true. <laughs> he yeah. just yeah, has, a, he yeah. has multiple tide pins in his, like, bat belt. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'd love to see him in an alley just like with a Tide pen, like just scribble, 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 scribble. Someone at Jed McKay, you can use that joke. <laughs> it's all his. I want to see him covered in moths now. They're like, lamp. <laughs> yes. a, he's just swat. He's just swatting them a, away, trying to he fight. He has to wear bug there, repellent. There's a coyote that constantly follows him around. <laughs> He's just, he's just all dogs howl at him when he flies through the city. These are things Batman does not have to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. Lucky. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, at this point, our interlude for everything is him talking to his therapist, which is great. So we yeah. get so much fill in. It's uh, um, some Sopranos style storytelling going on here. Yeah, and then we hear there's this potential supervillain attack, so he races off to that. Again, another gorgeous splash page with him kind of looking like the moon. Love it. Um, as he's going through the city. It's yeah, it's great. And he comes across this doctor who's running this new clinic, um, beating the shit out of eight ball. <laughs> eight ball is a person. <laughs> How much coke do you think eight ball is on? Realistically, uh, he's on all of the fucking. Coke. <laughs> yeah, I love eight ball. I like how I like how he's concerned that Moon Knight's gonna cut his face off. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that is a concern when you're dealing with Moon Knight. Yeah, unlike eight ball from Venture Brothers, he his yes. his head is not an actual magic eight ball. <laughs> yeah, this dude bold choice with this costume. It's a classic. Um, so the yeah, so they ended up. He beats the hell out of him, and then Moon Knight's like, "What? Don't you? Know, I could take care of it." And this guy's. They kind of come to. They're both followers of Kanchu. He's like, appears. "Oh, that's weird. I haven't seen you at the Midnight Mission. It's kind of weird that I haven't seen you at you know the one place that people go." <laughs> to yeah, worship basically, Kanchu. he's at this point. He's um, church. Basically, he know he knows who Moon Knight is. Like he calls him Mister Specter right from the jump. So like he knows what the deal is, and he's like. Um, basically, I, I came from the home office, which is great. And he, um, he says, I can assure you there is only but one who outranks me in the cold of Khonshu, and you are not him. So he seems like he's a big fucking deal. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll get to it at the very end. There's a cool reveal. And he's yeah. Really sixth rib of Khonshu. <laughs> 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 you can cut this out if you want, but Kanchu removed him so he could suck us out. <laughs> See, I was I was trying to find a different direction to go with that yep. joke, but here we are. Here we are. Here we go. You can go. cut it if you want. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, and, I'm the and nose again, this, of Kanchu. This is another interlude. I feel like is a nice is a callback to some of the other previous stories, and I that I can't give a lot of context to, but. He has another conversation, just the therapist just trying to figure out like what's going on with him as he explains all of these missions and things that he's going on. I like this. The, there's a throwaway panel where he's fighting a bunch of like demons with a chainsaw. Yes. He's, he's, <laughs> and he, he's arm wrestling Frankenstein as well. Wait, I missed uh, yeah. that. I completely yeah. missed that. Well, you know, uh, Moon Knight uh, first appeared uh, being hired to take down Werewolf by Night. See, I have a funny story about that issue. I, I, it's one of my first eBay purchases. I bought a big box of like that era horror comics. Where was my night thirty two was in there? Hang on. Oh. So in the in the description, it had like you know, oh, uh, Werewolf by Night issue this through this, and I was like, wait a minute, that has the first ap- appearance of Moon Knight. So I bought it, and it had every issue in that run except that one issue, and I was like, I feel like that's important to put that in the eBay description, guy. Yeah, but it's also probably, guy from twenty years ago who fleeced me on eBay. Also, probably <laughs> double the amount of whatever you paid for the lot, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I ended up selling it for it, it was in bad condition. I ended up selling it for l- just as a box to somebody at some point mm. when I was moving. It was one of those boxes of comics that just kept getting worse looking with age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we cut to Moon Knight kind of um, 
packing it in because it's getting light out a little bit and he's <laughs> having talking with the the woman that's working with him we don't find a lot about her so f- yet um they kind of have like a nice chat just about just talking about his like this is what he's going to do is it right to do this you know i feel like it's my sacred duty and someone's been watching him and doesn't seem to be a big fan yeah yeah we got it we got a villain reveal very um, very menacing looking looking through the blinds as it's dark out so very creepy uh-huh then we cut back to the doctor it's like dr badir is his yeah. like, real name and it's him kind of talking, you know, to, we find out later, to Conchu basically saying, your fist has erred. Like, he's, he's, he's fucking up. Don't worry, though. Uh, you know, I'm Yeah, your, no, I'm, he says, he says, your right hand has failed you, but your left has not. Yeah. Your other fist remains faithful. Your hunter's moon. Yeah. So sounds like we're going to have a thumb war. It, it sounds like Conchu <laughs> has very poor fashion aesthetics. Of, he's. <laughs> half of them is one color and half of them the other <laughs> yeah, I mean have you point. ever seen the moon RJ <laughs> it, I mean it depends I can't on see the dark side on of it full or not <laughs> you know and I and I will say Hunter's moon is fucking cool it is missed cool. opportunity for blood moon that's not missed opportunity to call him dark well, that, side also that, which well that could be a fun. different that oh yeah, what if, there's a, what if there's like a whole like like the color spectrum from Blackest Night, but it's just all the different like moons? There's like red harvest, moon, like yeah, you could harvest have, moon oh and God. like blood. Yeah, moon. harvest moon's like his pinky toe. No, harvest Jesus. moon needs Christ. a pumpkin head, a whole pumpkin aesthetic <laughs> thing going. On. This is yeah. this joke is so evolved now. <laughs> yeah, red moons, you know, maybe is like his nose Jesus in winter, Christ. you know. I don't think the, you understand the, moon phases, The Sean. nose of Kanchu. <laughs> the nose of Kanchu. The red moon. The buttocks of Kanchu. <laughs> That's mm. what I feel like. Yeah. That's the twin sign. Is Even though we're making really dumb jokes, it was a really good book. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I did, it I did really enjoy this. I, I'm looking forward to more, more of this because I do really enjoy Jed McKay's voice I, I i love reading the stuff he writes it's great yeah. i've always wanted to read some great. more new moon knight so maybe this will get me interested enough to go read some of those other runs you guys are talking about read yeah. the og I stuff forget, like yeah oh, gee. Okay. And i forget who was writing it like uh, 15 20 years ago but that shit was amazing that was like when i was first getting into comics there was a really good run on moon knight i remember it was like david finch art but i don't uh, remember who was writing it that stuff yeah, yeah, I like that one a lot. That was that was my introduction to the character, and then I kind of went from there. Nice. But, yeah. We did it, you guys. That was last we week's did. comics. Did it. What do we got coming out this, this week? This week is stacked. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, you know, speaking of Superman and the Authority, we've got a Superman son of Kal-El. That um, got pushed back. Pretty pretty I'm so Again? excited for it. But there's oh, action oh, comics. It's actually coming out this time, though. Yeah. No, no. I think and, it's, and there's action comics. The action comics is coming out, though. Yeah. We got it this oh. week. Well, maybe not then. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it was. It's going on the fucking shelf. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. It's I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Wonder Woman, Detective, Robin, uh, Harley Quinn, yeah. Batman, Harley Superman, Quinn. Big DC Week, Teen yeah. Titans. Um. 
Something from Vault called uh, The Last Book You'll Ever Read. That looks neat. Sounds intriguing. I might uh, save that for a later time because there's still a lot of books I would like to read. I see what you did Derp. there. Oh, and Infinite Frontier, number three. Ah, nice. nice so nice. huge DC week. Black um, Widow and Black Hat. Wolverine and Daredevil. Department of Truth. And something is killing the children, so a double Ooh. double dose of Tynan next week. Yeah, we week. got no Tynan this week, so we got double Sword. Double next week. And Eternals. Mm. Uh, mm. Uh, looks like Beta Ray Bill as well. Cable. Nice. Jeez, we're going to have to do next week's episode in two parts. Yeah. Black Knight <laughs> Turtles. Looks like looks like Turtles yeah. annual. I was I was about to say how is Turtles already out again, but if it's an annual, that'll probably be really oh. good. Top story record breaking spawn three twenty. Stop yep. doing yep. that. Batman Secret Files Huntress. So excited. Okay. <laughs> that would be good. Oh Damn. Uh, Suic- Suicide Squad Trial by Fire reprint, uh the Ostrander uh run oh. comes, comes out. Oh. That's interesting. Okay. <laughs> Everyone should pick that up. <laughs> Yeah. Wink, wink, for, wink, for wink. An, uh, nudge, uh, nudge. <laughs> for an undetermined, uh, to be determined, uh, you know, possible surprise thing that we're doing. That's not a surprise anymore. So, sp- so speaking of which, you guys should all join our Patreon and uh, <laughs> listen to our Patreon exclusive content. We we're uh, we're embarking on a new thing where we're going to talk about stuff that's out in trade, or you know, stuff that's old. That's available in trade uh we're still yeah. kind of working on it um we are also all over the uh the patreon content we're we're all over dueling genre verses we're all over dueling genre tonight uh go check it out and go check out all of the other shows on dueling genre like the other one that i'm on uh currently called teenage mutant ninja turtles minute where we're woefully going through the third sequel of the original ninja turtles films three minutes at a time because who the hell could possibly do that a minute at a time so go check that out <laughs> um yeah so come back next week and we'll talk about last week's comics again so uh for myself casey sean and rj this is tales from a short box goodbye everybody <laughs>